Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello guys and welcome back to the last word on Spurs, our third show in a week. And God, it's been a knackering one. Jason McGovern's back alongside me. Jace, how are you firstly? Uh, still bitter over Sunday, but, but on the road to recovery from last night. You said we're moving on from Arsenal and you've already brought out we're two <laughs> seconds in. What's going on here? Then the problem was, bloody Fife did that and yeah, go on, move on. <laughs> Joining myself and Jason tonight, it's a bit of squad rotation. We're welcoming back two returning guests to the last one on Spurs. First up, one of our founding members to the show, Ian. Ian Gunn is back on. Ian, how are you? I'm very well, thanks. Good to be back on uh, and um, talking all things Spurs with you guys. And back after a win, Ian. That's a bit, that's a bit better, isn't it? Feel a little bit easier now. Yeah, sometimes, though, it's good to get a teeth into a defeat because you can have a real good moan and a rant. Oh, but, I think we've um, done that, Ian. No, it's be good to talk about a win. Yeah, most certainly, most certainly. We've talked enough about that negative of a defeat. We're trying to keep it upbeat. I've promised the listeners out there we're going to try and do our best. Joining the chaps tonight, delighted to have this guy back on the show in Ashley Watts. Ash, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. I'm j- just recovering off the going last night. But, yeah, I'm glad to be back on. Did you enjoy a full row to yourself, Ash, against Southampton? Well, I went with my brother and my dad, so there was us three, and then there was probably a, a gap of about five or six. So, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't great, but, you know, 
you got to do it sometimes, don't you? It's all about the win, though, isn't it, Ash? That's the most important thing. Yeah, I, I said to my brother, actually, at the beginning, I was like, would you take a 1-0? And he looked at me and was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> so, oh, dear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Spot on. Well, let's let's get straight into it. So let me come first to you, Jace, back around to you. So despite being in this apparent crisis, we keep being told about Spurs on the back of the weekend's result. We are above at the moment Chelsea and Arsenal in the Premier League. And so again, it's not bad for a Spurs side yet to really hit any form whatsoever. Without a stadium, multiple injuries and not to have made a single summer signing. And Jace, we continue, you know, to keep on chalking away. I know playing every single game away from home, back to winning ways, Jace, as well. Well, you're right, it was just important to get that, that win back under our belts. What happened elsewhere last night just ended up being a being a bonus, really, didn't it? With you know, I thought Arsenal, I actually fancied Arsenal to go to Man United and win. I thought Chelsea would go to Wolves and win. So suddenly when you, you, you zoom up to third, it, it's just, just felt a nice little bonus on top. But uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd have sooner still been... Uh, I'd have sooner been fourth and having beaten Arsenal than third having lost to him, mate. But uh, no, it was just important to get the win and, and on we go now to Leicester. Mm. James, we're not going back there. We're not going back there, all right? You're going back that game again. We're not going back there. Just no, 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 don't worry. Don't no. you dare try and get us back no. in that place. Ian, no. <laughs> coming back round to you. I'm going to bring him back into it now. So despite Arsenal celebrating like they won the league at the weekend, Ian, um, on that Sunday afternoon, on Wednesday evening, they're back below Spurs in fifth in the Premier League. After all of that, eh, in the space of three days, what did you make of that win against Southampton? Um, it was it was businesslike. Um, it was it, we 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 didn't appear to get out of second gear, um, and um, yeah, very very efficient um, performance and three points in the bag. Happy days. Ash made a comment. Now, I'm going to bring Ash in a second. In Ash didn't think you know we we played that. I mean, I say maybe played that well. Didn't like I say get out of. Second, third gear. Is that because we didn't need to, Ian? Do you reckon more than yeah? I, I, and I think that I think that you know Ash was right that that Southampton were unlucky not to score at least two you know two or three themselves. Um, but overall, I, I thought I, I thought we controlled the game. It was, it, but in a, in, a, in a, I don't know what, I'm going to say we controlled the game, but that's, that that sounds bizarre because I never <laughs> felt that we were totally in control, but. It was one of those games where we just sort of like were, like I said, efficient. You know, when 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 a chance presented itself, we 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 took it, and 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 I think that that the three nil, you know, when we got up the three nil, it was one of those sort of like performances where you think, well, like you say, we haven't, we haven't played really really well, but you know, we'll we'll settle for the result as it was, you know, and and to be fair, I don't think anybody begrudged. You know Charlie Austin racing through and slotting one in in the, in the what is it the ninetieth minute or, or whatever it was. So, yeah, um, you know it was, it was a, a, a job done, and, and as Jason said, move on to to the next one. Yeah, I think Hugo Lloris, Hugo Lloris will probably be the only person that would have begrudged him because he made some wonderful saves in that game. And he'd been gutted to lose the clean sheet in the manner he did at the end of it. But let's bring you in, Ash, because bearing in mind that's our fourth game in just 12 days. Do you think we need to give Pochettino some credit here for how he's handled the squad? For all the disappointment of the weekend, you know, we are third with two points ahead of both Chelsea and Arsenal and we've now been 10 points clear, Ash, of Man United at this stage. Yeah, massive credit to Poch. Uh, I reckon quite a few of us would have uh, settled for nine points from those uh, four games. Maybe not losing to Arsenal, Mm. but, you know, the fact that we beat Chelsea, we then a few days later beat Inter Milan... Yeah, we didn't play well against Arsenal, but then to to turn up and 
beat Southampton with, you can only describe it as <laughs> just a poor atmosphere. It's like, uh, like if if that was at White Hart Lane and we had the same amount of people, like you wouldn't really notice it. But at Wembley, because it's so big, it's just it's just a bit soulless. Thirty thirty thousand is nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll give I'll give Pochettino a lot of credit for for what he's done the last few weeks, and hopefully it can continue. There was a slight black mark for Pochi's handling of the squad last night. For me, 55 minutes gone, 3-0 up at home for Southampton. Talking about players being burnt out and how much they're going to get Kane off the pitch. You know, it's, it's, it was just crazy to leave him on for the entire 90 minutes. Kane, Kane could do with a little bit of a break, and you, you just think if Lorente's going to have to play more Carabao Cup games... It was a chance to get in 30 minutes of football. Otherwise, he goes to the next Carabao Cup round, having not not featured a single minute on the pitch since West Ham. And it's you know it's it's not fair on him, and it's it's crazy on Kane. It, it's it's the double-edged sword for me. So you know, I thought that was a silly thing to do, just to leave Kane out there so long last night. But that apart, you know, no no problems with the side he picked or anything like that. None of us want uh, Laurenti to start in the next round of the Carabao Cup. <laughs> no, well, that's the thing, but, isn't it? There's a fair bit he will do. Oh, don't, yeah. don't start us off already. We haven't, we haven't got there yet. Let's not get straight into that. But Mark Butcher does agree with you, Jace. He says, when do you or when do you think we are going to give Harry Kane a rest? I personally thought I'd new up. We should have given him the rest. Bring Lorente on. If he can't come on then, when Kane deserves a rest, then when will Lorente get game time? So again, Mark is agreeing with you, Jace. Yeah, I just think, you know, that's that's when possibly this, this desire to win golden boots and that does does come a little bit over over the top of the, the club's needs. And, you know, perhaps it's a thing of leave him on and he might bag a hat-trick or something, which helps him to a golden boot. But I tell you what, we needed him off the pitch and look at the bigger picture rather than just a golden boot. Yeah. Well, stick with you, Jason. Let's talk about the Spurs starting eleven ahead of the well ahead of the game against Southampton. Toby Adavira was back in that Tottenham Hotspur team, as was Danny Rose, who made his first start since recovering from injury, and also Kieran Trippier. Lucas Moore was also given a start with Muta Sissoko, Delhi Allian, Oliver Skip amongst the subs. Jace, when you saw the selection, I know you're not always one to start kicking a fuss about who's playing who isn't playing, but when you saw it, happy with that? When you saw it originally. Yeah, I think uh, some of those we'd have probably predicted. You know, Deli Ali, Sissoko had played three games in three, all previous three, and they Aurier had, Davis had, Trippier and, and Rose returning from injury. You're playing against a team bottom of the league at home. You know, if you can't take one or two risks with selection based on on that, then then when are you going to do it? So yeah, it wasn't wasn't really a surprise and. Um, you always felt whatever side we put out there should be good enough to beat Southampton at home. So no problems with a side at all. You know, you're at that stage where you've got to rotate and leave, you know, switch players around. So that's why you've got the squad there. You have to use it. Yeah. And Ian, coming around to you just on the selection, a question in here from Pete at Peter Ball, who says, a question that I think is more confusing than ever right now is what is our best start in 11? That's an interesting one, Ian. What do you make of that? Cool. Talk about ease us in gently with a, with a nice sort of <laughs> loosening arrow at the start. Well, you know. Oh, you've... God. Uh, right, OK. Oh, you're going to have to get some, some pliers out to get the splinters out of my arse in a minute. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, right. a, lot, a lot depends on, on the opponents. Um, I think that you, sometimes you need a, a combative uh, first eleven. And sometimes you need a, a first eleven that can open up a up a stubborn defence. I think that 
you know, oh, if, if everybody's fit, you know, and and, and I'm gonna put me put me me, me me neck on the block here, I'm gonna say you always would have to start with the racing goal. Um, I think, I think on his day, Trippier, um, Vertonghen, if if he's if he's not suspended, uh, Alderweireld. <laughs> Um, I'd say Danny Rose, yeah, Danny Rose, and then in the middle, I, I, I'd always think of going with Eric Dyer for what he sort of offers us. Musa Sissoko, uh, Kane, Ali, Son, and Delhi. I, I think. Okay. If you're going to push me for 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 for, 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 for what I think is our had, best eleven, I go with that. Hold on, right. You had Ali and Delhi playing. Which one of those you're picking? So, sorry, I meant Ericsson. <laughs> can we have Ali and Delhi? Can we have Ali and Delhi then? Can we just have them both? Two, two different Ali players. I know you meant. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So say it's, so start so saying that again. That's that'll be Son, Ericsson, and Ali. How's yeah. that? Okay, yeah, not bad. Yeah, I mean, I just bring you in. That's a tough question. Isn't it? I suppose, like Ian says, there a lot of it will depend on the opposition that we're playing. Yeah, totally. I mean, he he's just reeled off the the first strength team at the moment. I'd I'd always look to when Dembele's fit, have him in the middle. Mm. Uh, I, I always look back to that season at White Hart Lane when we had Wanyama um, and Dembele in the middle. I just felt both of them in the middle, both rock solid. I yep. thought that dynamic worked quite well. Eric Deer was playing at the back at the time in the back three. So, oh, apart from from that, yeah, that would be our strongest team. But at, at this at this time and around Christmas, you have to rotate. So there's there's not going to be one side he sticks to. There's always going to be, I don't know. We we rested Ali this week, but we rested Ericsson against Milan. You know, we might rest Son at the weekend, kind of thing. It's hard because there's so many games with Poch. I mean, you do feel for him now because we're entering a period now, as we saw now with the FA Cup tie up we've seen today that Spurs are going to be end up playing on like a Friday night and then we're playing was it 48 hours 72 hours later and it is ridiculous it's hard enough for the supporters to obviously to get to game by game but then you think for the players as well the turnaround it's going to be insane over that Christmas period into January you know it's going to be interesting to see how he does manage that squad and whether he does dip into Jason's favourite transfer market being January we'll have to wait and see but if we go back to the game we'll stick with you Ash Harry Kane putting Spurs ahead at Wembley as a corner was taken short Ericsson's delivery into the area and Kane tapped home to put Spurs ahead. Just the early goal that it was after, Ash, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, when I saw the, the corner being taken short, I always think, who who, who scores short corners? Like, <laughs> when, when, when do they ever work? Or when but, does Spurs score from any corner, Ash? Well, yeah. So, yeah. So when we have a corner, I just automatically switch off and think, <laughs> oh, we might score, but never happens, never happens. But yeah, short corner came in and it was quite. A, it was a whipped low cross, wasn't it? And then Kane just got ahead of his marker. Um, exactly what we needed because if if it had gone thirty, forty minutes at Wembley on with that that crowd mm. and off Sunday, could could have got a bit nasty. And I don't think we re- anyone wanted that. So no, that so. one, goal, the one goal kind of calmed us. Don't think we really kicked on in the in the first half after that, but. You know, we didn't really need to. We had that goal, and yeah. No, normally, I I hope that the team starts to relax once you got that first goal and starts playing a bit. But I didn't really feel like we did that yesterday. We we came out after the half time with a bit more urgency, but 
apart from the goal, I thought the first half was quite flat. I don't know about everyone else. Mm, I mean, I agree. Actually, the general game itself, it was a flat area too. I've got to ask you, even when Spurs are 4-0 up, Ash, are you telling me you can relax watching Spurs at 4-0? I still can't. I'm always convinced the team will go and get five. I don't know about you when, you when you watch Tottenham. Yeah, I mean, if if it goes past the 85th minute and we're three goals up, that's when I start to relax a bit. But <laughs> if, if we're two goals up at any point, no, it, no. it has to be more than that. I just wonder if there's any other supporters apart from Spurs fans that kind of you know have that kind of you know that worry about them. Interesting one. But Jason, let me come back around to you because Kane has now scored seven goals in his last six Premier League games against Southampton. I mean, he likes scoring against him, doesn't he, Jace? Well, there's not many teams he doesn't like scoring against. In fairness, is he? He's, he's you know Everton coming up soon. He's whacked a few in against them. He scored plenty against Leicester. It's just what was his, Sunday was his what his eighth derby goal or yeah. something against them. So. You know, he's, he's got a pretty good record against whoever he lines up against, hasn't he? But I, I kind of think the, the early goal settled maybe one or two nerves, but with the crowd already just so quiet and, you know, just kind of going through the motions, it probably put the team in a, you know, there was there was no nothing from the sidelines to kind of drive the intensity on. And they probably just fell into it and thought, well, this is going to be easy, isn't it? 1-0 up already after eight minutes and just kind of go through the motions and, try and get the job done and, and save some energy back for, for, for later in the month. Mm. I mean, Ian, you was there at the game of Wembley against Southampton. I mean, it was so important, wasn't it, just to get that early goal and just maybe settle the crowd because it had been, obviously, you know, such a disappointing weekend. So important to kind of get that early goal just to settle the crowd a little bit. Yeah, yeah it, it, it certainly was. You know, I'm, talking to the crowd, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this because it's, it, it, it's been, it's been, Sort of like mulling around in my head for, for for a couple of weeks, you know, on the lead up to the game, I'm bitterly disappointed with Tottenham Hotspur as a as as as, as an organisation, you know, cat, category B game midweek against Southampton, bottom of the league, and you know, expect you know customers because we're all customers to fork out for a category B game against the bottom of the league is a is a pretty piss poor effort. On behalf of the club, and I'm not surprised. Only 33,012 souls managed to brave the the, the 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 North London traffic to get there. You know, it's just, it's just, it just again, it smacks of, you know, I don't know, just the, the, a complete and a lack of contempt for the people that that go and watch the games. And um, and it, and it, yeah, it did it did settle the nerves. But you know, there was a lot of people there that were that were there more in. More in more more in duty than in desire. I think the other thing that that they've got wrong this year, which which maybe isn't Tottenham's fault, but this this new bag policy at Wembley. You know, when people on the midweek are going for work, people have got laptops yeah. and things like that. They now can't take them in. They have to queue up to deliver, drop a bag off, which costs them ten quid or something like that. It's yeah. it just adds to the the difficulty, doesn't it, for a midweek game? You haven't got time to go home and take the laptop home. You can't always leave well, it I... leave it where you want. So you're almost losing. You're kind of counting out a lot of people from going now to an evening game because it's just it's just impractical for them. It's, well, what, um, I, what, I, what I have to do is is you know I, I'm, I'm fortunate because I, I I I work at Paddington Railway Station, so I, I but there are times where I've I've had to miss trains to go and get my bag. Yeah, it's you know it's to, to go home because I, I can't take it with me, and it's and just. You know, collecting them afterwards and things like yeah. that. And, and I know they keep saying it's, you know, you can hide anything behind health and safety, but you just kind of feel, 
you know, a Wembley just taking the mickey here, and it's just another money-making scheme well, for them. It's it's crazy. Going, going back to the to this to this scheme, so it's like, how did that? How did those gooners get the flipping flares in at the weekend? <laughs> you know, how did how did so how did the MS? Mm. How, how did the blooming PSV bloke get a pig in drumming? You know, it's like it, it's just yeah, exactly. It just it it it, it, it just there's no rhyme nor reason out of it and no wonder people are getting fed up you know and and, and you know to be fair you know that that I, th- I thought at some stage if i hadn't paid 42 quid for the bloody ticket you know i, I might have been tempted to stay at home but you know when i'm thinking oh, that's a lot of that's a lot of money for me to pay yeah. out for 42 oh, quid yeah. and i'm thinking and i'm thought i'm thinking well i'll go because you know i'll need the support of the team but i knew that there'll be a lot of um there'd be a lot of empty spaces because my timeline it was, was made up all day of, of, you know, five, you know, five tickets available, three tickets available, you know, spare going, you know, and it was like, you knew that it was going to be empty because the club had got it wrong. Totally. 100% got it wrong with their pricing, with this bag thing. And it, it's just getting to the stage where I'm, I, I can't wait. As long as it's as long as it's a positive experience, I can't wait to get back to White Hart Lane because the, 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 the whole Wembley experience is starting to sour. Well, Joe, you say that in. Let me bring Ash in because there's been comments that we've heard from Danny Rose Ash on the Thursday evening where he says that Wembley itself now it's no longer an honour to play there. Now you wonder if Danny's interview there is given if that's been granted permission from the club because. I, I don't know if they would have been liking some of those comments that he said. I mean, it's again from Danny Rose. Whatever you say about him, whether you like his interviews or not, he always seems to speak from the heart and he's honest, isn't he, Ash? Yeah, it's a bit refreshing, actually. I know I know he got a lot of stick when he came out and said about the transfer policy and Googling players and whatnot. But it was what everyone was thinking. We, we all want us to sign decent players and he said he wanted us to sign decent players. So I don't know why he got the stick. And it's the same with Wembley. None of us want to go there anymore. I mean, begrudgingly, I went to Milan. I went last night and I'm going to the next few games as well. But that's only because I don't feel like the players deserve to play in front of an empty stadium. Because at the end of the day, we're disappointed. But the players are going to be so disappointed too. They they finished the, the season last season. I remember we were all singing, oh, we're going home, we're going home. Um, and Wembley's a... Whatever it was going on, and everyone was so happy, and everyone was like really looking forward to it. And and then we had the the setback of oh we we won't play the first game there, and everyone was like, yeah, well we can go to one more game, I guess. But then just the way it's been handled, it's just been ridiculous. So I know we're fed up. The the players are going to be fed up too, and it's quite quite striking that an English international player is saying that he he doesn't like playing at Wembley that. <laughs> If he's saying that, then I don't know. <laughs> but what then, does that I do think, it? again, this is where you've got to give full credit to Pochettino for the way he's handled this squad. And you consider where we are in the league and the magnificent job he's done to keep the players focused and not allow the fact that, you know, there is a, you know, attendance shortage and, you know, the atmosphere isn't there great. And he's, he's still managed to keep this team going week upon week upon week. And I think we have to give the manager a lot of credit for that. You know, we do adore this guy and, you know, bringing it back to the game 
Again, Christian Eriksen, you know, pivotal for that first goal. And, you know, Jason, I want to come back around to you. You know, Eriksen now himself, for, you know, assisting Kane's goal, he's now been involved in five goals in his last four appearances for Spurs in all competitions, four assists and one goal. And again, it kind of strikes the fact, again, Jason, that Spurs, we should be doing our absolutely everything in our power. And I'm sure the board are trying to, to ensure this guy signs a new long-term contract at the club. And I think I said it to you before, for me, he's just as important as what Harry Kane is to this team. He's the heartbeat, Jason, isn't he, to this football club? Yeah, of course he is, but I'm, I'm sure the club are are uh, trying doing everything they can to keep him at the club. And and I think as I said a couple of weeks ago, I, I don't think with Christian Eriksen, it's, it's just simply about giving him 150, 200 grand a week and putting him on Kane's level. I think he's he's got his eye on the bigger picture of what are we going to achieve over the next few years. And you know, it's very difficult for the club to sit there and say, I promise we're going to do this and I promise we're going to do that. So I think you know he, he probably does want to sit there and know that come this summer serious investment is going to go into that. Otherwise, otherwise you, you'll think, well, what's the point? So I, I, I kind of feel if I was Christian's, uh, Christian Eriksen's agent, I wouldn't be telling him to sign a contract. And I can't, I can't blame that. I can't ever go in for not signing one. But, but similarly, as I say, I'm sure the club are doing everything they possibly can. But it may just not be a simple question of, of how much we pay him every week. Ian, come around to you. You know, you go to Spurs home and away. Christian Eriksen, you see the Im- impact he has on his team. Just how important is he to this football club? I mean, he's huge, isn't he, Christian Eriksen? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. When he's when he's on song, you can tell with the, with, with how he interacts and he brings other players into the game. When when he's not on song, that's on, when he's not on song. That's when we struggle and. You know, he, he he is a player that you know we often say, oh yeah, well he doesn't do it. You know, he doesn't do it enough in a Tottenham shirt. But he always he seems to do it for Denmark. You know, I, I think that you, if you watch him, you know, closely and you you know you you analyse what he's doing, you know, you know in 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 person, you can see that that again, it's not through any lack of effort because by Christ, that bloke and I put in some miles. You know, and and and. When when he's got, when, as I said, he's got quality in those boots of his, and in that brain of his, he, he just seems to be able to unlock a pass that that nobody else could 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 even dream of putting together. So he is he is he is an integral part of of of, of how we get the best out of the, the players around him. And that's coming around to you. I mean, Ericsson, as we've said, I mean, he does make this Spurs team tick, doesn't he? When he's on the ball. Yeah, he's he's the cog that we need. I mean, we we haven't really got a light flight replacement. Like Deli Ali does a slightly different job. He, he's the only one who can really thread a ball through the eye of a needle. And I don't know when he when he plays well, Tottenham don't don't often lose. So very important, and we need to give him that contract ASAP. Yeah, and sticking with you, Ash, a magnificent save from Spurs goalkeeper Hugo Lloris kept Spurs ahead against Southampton in that first half. You know, the Frenchman denied Holberg's stunning shot onto the post. I mean, it was a magnificent save at the time, Ash, wasn't it? Yeah, well, Hugo, I, I've given him some criticism this season. Um, his, his shot stopping's never been in doubt for me. He He's always going to have those games where he pulls off three or four wonder saves. He's, that double save was incredible, wasn't it? Oh, it was. The reaction, Magnificent. The reaction, yeah, I mean, there's not many other keepers in the world who would have pulled that off. His, his reflexes are incredible. And yeah, we, we have needed him a few times this season. It, Go go into the game. I wasn't expecting Hugo to be man of the match, but I'd have probably given it to him overall. 
And Jace, coming around to you, Hugo Lloris, he's had a lot of criticism this season, but are we slowly starting to see Jace in the last couple of games? You mentioned him against Arsenal, didn't have a bad game there, and again, the other night against Southampton. He saved Spurs quite a few times in that one, Jace. Yeah, he, he did, but my only problem, I suppose, with him being called man of the match is that the vast majority of his saves are when the game's already 3-0. And I think that's, uh, you know, the, the team have got themselves in a comfortable position. The one in the first half was... That's a great was save, a, isn't it? That's a wonderful save, the first half well, save. That, that, we know Hugo can do that, and I think that's that's when... I think when people talk about people, uh, Hugo being a, a world-class, top-class goalkeeper, it is for the things like that. It isn't the distribution, but his, his reflexes and his agility and such, he's, he's right up there amongst the best of, of any goalkeeper around. So it was a, an astonishing save, and it took you a few goes to look at it to realise he'd actually touched it onto the post, didn't it? So, But, I mean, you know, the, the double one was a, was a strange save because... The rebound that he actually saved, you know, a lot of those you think, well, it's you know the striker should score, but it was a genuine, genuine save that was, wasn't it? It didn't didn't just hit him no, or something exactly. like. Yeah. Actually, but then could he have done better with the first shot to, that caused the rebounds? Because you know it was straight at him and he kind of palmed that one straight out. So six of one, half a dozen of the other. But you know he's he's definitely got back his his mojo from those. Uh, from a month or so ago, where he was making those those silly mistakes, and it's we need Hugo to be at that level. Let's be fair about it. Is we've always said he's a top class keeper for us overall, and uh, Tottenham are a lot better with Hugo in the side for me than than they are with with Gazaniga. I know people think that Gazaniga is close to him, but for me, when Hugo's at his best, Gazaniga's nowhere near Hugo's ability. And I'll come around to you, Ian. Hugo Lloris, Maurizio Pochettino said, for me, Hugo playing well or sometimes not is still one of the best in the world. I back him after four and a half years. I know the quality of him. And the game against Southampton did not surprise him. Now, a question on the back of that is from Spurs Dan Under, who says, Lloris under the radar, slowly coming back to his old self, Ian. Would you go along with that? Yeah, I would. You know, I, I, I'd I agree with Jason about the, 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 the double save in, in that, I always remember Pat Jennings being interviewed once and saying that the whole if, if you're forced into a save, push the ball out of danger, not back into it. You know, and you know, and I'm being harsh, but going you know, going back to the positives, what I've noticed recently is that we're not doing those 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 little chip passes to the to the fullbacks much now. I've noticed them in the games where Hugo has started to go long, and I don't know whether that had anything to do with the the, the the Wembley pitch after the NFL game, but you know he just he just seems to be taking what is a, a more safer and a more direct option, and and I think that's given him a little bit more sort of confidence to start doing the things we all know he's good at doing, and that's keeping you know keeping. Um, clean sheets or, or keeping the, the score low against us. So, uh, yeah, I think he's, he's slowly coming back to his best. Um, and, and I think we'll need him coming home for the next, you know, the Christmas period. and be Big month coming up, especially. Obviously, we've got that Champions League visit to Barcelona, which will be fun. So he may need to be on his guard, especially that night. So, yeah, a lot of games coming for Hugo, thick and fast. Jace, early for that second half, Lucas Moura doubled Spurs' leads. He drove the ball through a crowded penalty area as we doubled our advantage at Wembley. What did you make of the goal, Jace? And Moura, again, a player that we saw in the start of the season really stepping up for Spurs. Is now his time again, do you think, coming into, a, as we've discussed, a massive busy period for Spurs over Christmas, January? 
Hopefully so. I'm sure he'll get lots of starts. Uh, it's good that he got back on the goal-scoring trail. I thought his finish was really good. He was, awesome, wasn't it? He was, yeah. was more alive than anyone else to it. And he, the way he got over the top of the volley as well, that was an easy one to get your foot under and, and put in Rose's head. But um, no, I thought he took his goal really well. I didn't think his performance was, was, was necessarily a great one overnight from what I'd seen of it. But um, it's just important for him to get those goals, I think. I think he's a it's a big player for us, isn't he? With with Lamella's injury now, you're, you're back to only having four behind Kane, so his his game time will increase over the course of the next month. That's for sure. And coming around to you, Ian Lucas Moore, as I mentioned in the part there to Jace, you know we saw him have such an electric start to the season, scoring goals for fun. It has slowed down recently, but do you think this is now the opportunity for him to kind of regain that form that we saw in the early part of the season? Yeah, and I think we're going to need we're going to need him too because. You know, you know. I think rotation, you know, in the next few games is going to be key, and we're going to need the the, the big players to step up and and deliver for us. You know, and you know, you 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 you, we, you go back to that Man United game in the second half. He was almost unplayable. Oh, and that's what tore him to shreds. And that's what tore him to shreds. Yeah, yeah, and that's what that's that's what we need him to start doing again for us. You know, because you know, I, I agree with all the comments made about Harry Kane. You know, we we need to start giving him a rest, and it's no good only giving Harry Kane a rest on the 25th of December, which is great, isn't it? For, 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 you know, but it's one of those ones where where you know you know we're going to need people like the Moras and the Sons to to really start come up to the plate and and start ch- chipping him with some goals, which 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 happened last night. Join you bring Kane into the mix about this Mora. Uh... The Mora chat here. I want to ask you, Ash, coming around to you, because it's been noted this season that sometimes when Mora and Kane play together, Kane's opportunities seem restricted in terms of the chances he maybe creates and we create as a team for Kane. Do you see that, Ash, in your opinion? Yeah, I I, I saw it firsthand yesterday. I, he's, Mora starts on starts wide, but then he, he likes to drift into the middle and the there was numerous times where he he was standing literally right next to Kane in the middle of the pitch, and we had no one on the left hand side. Some was uh, on the right, and I was I was just thinking like, get out wide, pro- provide the width, and then there's more space for Kane in the middle. When when Mora comes inside, it brings the defender inside, and it just clusters that central midfield. And we're not we're not blessed with. Um, Danny Rose at, at his prime and Kyle Walker in their prime, so we haven't got the pace to to stretch teams out wide from the fullback. So so we need our our, our pacey strikers or wingers to to stick to the wings so that there's more space in the middle um, and stretch the other team's defence. Because w- when he comes in, he's 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 not one of those players I don't feel who who can thread a ball through either. So he he just clusters up the space. So yeah. Hundred percent. I think I think Poch would 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 do all right if he just put him and told him stay stay on the wing and just beat a man and put across him because he's going to beat his beat a beat a fullback nine times out of ten every time for pace. Mm. Interesting, isn't it? And again, with that whole Kane and Mora theory. Again, we'll see. You know, we're in what we know. We're in December. 
So, you know, going into January, February, it'd just be interesting to see if Spurs do look to make any changes to the midfield as such, because Mora, you know, the start of the season, he was fantastic. Again, with that goal against Southampton, you just hope now he really does seem to kick on. And Spurs did kick on, as we said, in that second half. We got the third goal, and the floodgates were starting to open, Jace, coming back round to you, because Hummingson made it 3-0. Kane, this time, turning into the man to assist the South Korean with a beautiful ball, and Sonny fired it into the back of the net. I mean... Just back to Kane for a second. You know, I always see this thing about Kane. You know, people say he's not clinical enough in front of goal, but he's got nine so far this season. I just think overall, Jay, sometimes his passing game and what he overall brings as a footballer, I think that's criminally underrated, isn't it, Jason? I mean, you look at that ball he played for Sonny again the other night. You know, he's a wonderful footballer, isn't he? He's not just a finisher. You're preaching to the converted, mate, aren't you? It's. <laughs> I think you know we we all are. We all, we all get the chance to see him. It baffles me, Jace. Why others can't see it, though? Well, some of that's partly just bitterness because they want Mo Salah to be better or they want Albamiang to be better or something like that. You know, ask a Chelsea supporter if you'd swap him for Morata. <laughs> there you go. You know the answer to that one. A West Ham fan, if they swap him for Andy Carroll, <laughs> you know, and see, and then genuinely get an honest answer from him. Ask, ask a Man United fan if they'd swap him for Lukaku and see what the answer is. I mean, you know... They'll all criticise him, but I tell you what, when he comes, if if Tottenham said we're going to put him up for sale, see how many of those fans that have criticised him would be saying, why isn't our club trying to buy him? Mm. It's just as simple as that. The same with Deli Ali from that 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 part of us, well, you know, but but we're the same, aren't we? We, we can't give Albany Yang any credit, and you know, he's top class. <laughs> not player. on this we, show, not after no, not but, after Sunday. But, but you know what I mean, don't yeah, you? So, yeah, of course. You know, if, you know, we can't praise any. You can't. We can't give Salah any praise, Tottenham fans. It's like, oh, Kane's better than Salah. And you, sometimes you just have to say, you know, other clubs do have good players, but, you, you know, for some reason, the, the tribalism of football stops you actually admitting it. Mm, I mean, Ian, coming around to you, Harry Kane, for me, I look at him sometimes... I just think he's the complete footballer. You know, look at his goal ratio. You look at how he brings other players into play and his passing. I just think that also in his game, his passing has definitely got better, hasn't it, over time? Oh, definitely. I think, you know, for, for me, we all, we all talk about the, the, the Ericsson assist for, for Ali in the semi-final against Chelsea. Mm. You know, that, that wonderful pass. Yeah. And then, and then, but then you look at the, the, the assist last year that, that Kane put in for 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 son oh that goal yes the the ball over was incredible wasn't it that but, ball? yeah and you and you think to yourself you know jesus christ they, they, if 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 we were considered to be one of sky's media darlings there'd be a fucking <laughs> there'd, there'd be a bloody dvd about that do you know what i mean and it's and it's like you just look at it and you think come on you know yeah. What what do what do we have to do in this country to appreciate the players that we've got? Well, if he wasn't you know, English, Ian, he'd get the credit. I'm saying it before. If he was Spanish, oh, Italian, oh, if, do you yeah, know what I mean? If 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 if, if, if he was Canardo, or <laughs> do you know what I mean? You know, they'd be all over him. You oh. know, and and I just and I just look at it and and it, it and and I I can accept. You know, when Mo, Mo Salah does something good, you know the the, the goal he scored against us. Um, last in in that two two game mm. up at you know that that boiled so much piss from the bloody scousers <laughs> you know with, with the penalties it's like but the goal he scored against us was a fantastic goal mm. you know picked it up you know went 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 past our our defence like they weren't there and slotted it in above Hugo and it's like you know and it's like Bamiang I've seen him do things when he when he played 
you know, in in, in the in the team before the uh, one Dortmund. he signed, yeah. Dortmund. And I thought, I thought there, there were times. I think I saw him play once, and I thought he's unplayable. Mm. You know, he, 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 you can't mark him. So, you know, and I agree with Jason. You know, why can't we appreciate the players that we've got? You know, and, and I know that some other supporters, you know, and, th- and there are some decent supporters out there would give their right arm to have Harry Kane playing oh, in God. their team. You bet. And, 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 and you look at it and you think that... And, he, and he, what I like about Kane is, is his intelligence that he doesn't get credit for. Because, when, as, as, as Ash has said, when, you know, when Moore is on the pitch, he, he, has, he has got the intelligence to find other space. And it was the other space that he found that made Son's goal. And, and people don't see that. But that's but that's the brilliance and the genius of the Harry Kanes of this world, mm. and there's very very few of them, you know. And and you know, and I think we are all in a very honoured place at the moment to be living through the the the, the development of of what will end up hopefully being a world superstar of football. And one of our and greatest he, players, if he's not already, and he, and he, and he plays for and he plays for our team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you what, I heard a bizarre thing the other day. With a West Ham fan that I work with, and he said, uh, you know, he was talking about his own club, and he said, I wish we'd have tried to sign a bloke like Glenn Murray. And you think, right, okay, whatever we think of West Ham, we'll try and sign a bloke like Glenn Murray. And you <laughs> talk to him about Kane, and he says, Kane's overrated. And you oh think, my God. so you'd sooner have Glenn Murray at your club than Kane. I mean, that, that sums it up, doesn't it? Mm, it just yeah. sums it up. No, like think, some of them. What kind of logic would apply that? Well, he's West Ham, Jace. Well, there you go. There you go. Do you know what I mean? I mean, let's bring Ash in. Ash, Harry Kane, you know, we've spoken about him so much on this show, but again, I have to bring it back to the point, Ash. You know, he's only got nine goals this season in the Premier League. This is a guy that, you know, mentally knackered from the World Cup. He needs a break, as we've discussed more than anyone in this squad, you'd argue. But still, Ash, you know, he still keeps putting in the performances. He still runs the channels. And again, his overall game, Ash, I just still think he's come on leaps and bounds, hasn't it, in recent years at Tottenham? Yeah, he he's superhuman. I mean... From when he first started, where he scored a couple of goals, and people were like, oh, he's tapping merchant. He's got, he's just got so much more to his game than just goal scoring. Mm. He, his, his goal scoring numbers are just ridiculous. No, no one compares to him. You can take take Messi and Ronaldo out of the equation because they're just ridiculous. But apart from them two, like no one compares to him for the last few seasons. And you think he's playing in in a Tottenham side. He's not playing in the best the best side in their league. He's not playing against um, rubbish week in, week out. He's That's playing it. against strong defences week in, week out. Sometimes he's had to uh, create all his chances by himself. Like when Ericsson's not on the pitch and maybe if Delhi's not in form, he doesn't always get the supply. And he, ma- he makes goals for himself. So I, I, I'm just so happy that he's, he's at Tottenham and, People won't understand until he's gone. How just oh, how? Let's hope that time never comes. I, 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 can, I don't want to think about that time, Ash. I've been here forever. <laughs> well, I, I didn't mean go for uh, leave us to another club. I think yeah. I I strongly believe that he will be at Tottenham until he breaks that goal, that Premier League goal scoring record. I mean, he, he's guaranteed to start week in, week out. He yep. wants that record. You know what he's like in terms of trying to get every record oh, possible. Of and if it, it's too much of a risk if he moves to... It, the only other club they could potentially move to in England would be possibly Man City. But then, 
Well, he's not. They can just always... Yeah, but he doesn't strike with... me that kind of player, Ash. I don't think he doesn't strike me as that kind of player. You know, you look at him, he seems like a humble guy. You look at him the way that he leads his life. I just don't think. I think it would mean so much for him, like a lot of this squad, to win trophies with Tottenham. I just think they want to do it with Spurs. Same as Pochettino. You know, he's had the options we know to go to Real Madrid, which he's turned down. Because I just think it would mean so much now as we're in this situation where we are, but it's been four or five years to do it with Tottenham. Do you know what I mean, Ash? Yeah, to do it with his mates. Exactly. At the end of the day, Tottenham, the Tottenham squad such a tight-knit group. You don't see it with quite a lot of the other Premier League teams. Like they, they play their, their Uno games and take that <laughs> so seriously. And just I don't know. They, they're just, it, it feels like it's a group of friends who have grown up together. They've been playing football together since they were like 18, 19, 20, which most of them have, to be fair. Have, most yeah. of them have been playing. And I know for me, if I, if I was in that situation, I've been playing... F- football with my friends for that long odd it would mean so much more to win it with them than to go to another club and maybe get carried to to a trophy by other people you know you want to win it you want to win it yourself and you want to win it with your friends so I reckon I reckon it's stay and I don't know I think we've got a lot more a lot of a lot more good times with Harry Kane left Fingers crossed. Well, listen, we've got some more questions in, so we're going to try and get for as many as we can. Ash, let's stick with you. Question in here from Andrew Stetska, who says, any reason why Poch waited so long to sub on Oliver Skip? Also, why wouldn't he take the chance to give Kane some rest with Leicester at the weekend? It's kind of back to Jason's point earlier. Didn't need to see Delhi come on in a free-goal lead at the time. What do you make of that? Um, Cut the questions, Ash. Well, he, he doesn't make subs before 75th minute, so <laughs> we, we, you, can, you can rule that out already. Like, how, how, whatever the score, whatever the situation, we could be losing five nil, winning five nil. He won't make the sub before seventy fifth minute, so you can just forget about that. Um, I agreed with taking Kane off. Kane should have come off because, because now in my mind, I'm thinking he's not playing against Arsenal next week, or at least he's oh not starting. God. Whereas, if you take him off, take him off after fifty five minutes when we're three nil up, like. He doesn't need to play the rest of this game. He's going to start against Leicester. He's going to start against Barcelona. So, <laughs> give him the rest. So, yeah, it's frustrating sometimes. I think I've seen you mention it before. Pochettino seems a bit of a... He's not proactive. He's more reactive. And That's it. It's frustrating to watch because we, we all have our different views. But I think we're all united and thinking... We want earlier substitutions. We want him to try and change the game sometimes a bit earlier than he does. But who am I to criticise him? He's been it's, the best man. This is it, isn't it? I mean, the thing is, because when people kind of come back and, you know, we love being positive. I think people need to understand about the show. We always try and be fair balanced. That's, for us, you know, one of the key factors of doing the podcast. That For us, it is all about trying to kind of accommodate all and try and find a fair balance. And listen, we all love and adore Pochettino. We do, believe us. You know, we're behind the man. We still believe this man's going to bring us trophies. But... I don't think there's any harm, Jay, sometimes in saying the fact that, you know, you have to sometimes criticise him at times because I think as a player, we're going to learn. Yeah, I, I just, you know, yesterday's slightly different because, you know, the, the game wasn't kind of in the balance. You know, he, he had the perfect opportunity to to make those changes, to give Kane a rest, to give Skip a, a decent run out. You know, you didn't need to make too many tactical changes last night. We're, we're three up to a team bottom of the league at home after 50, what was it, 56 minutes. So, you know, the opportunity was there and, and you kind of think, you know, now is the time to just take one or two players off and, and keep some fresh legs and, and, and chuck a youngster on. So, yeah, I kind of see that, you know, different if the game had been 1-1, one, one, 
you can partly expect him to think, that, well, I'm not going to experiment too much. I, I need to try and push on and win this game. But the game effectively was won at that stage. So you know, I was disappointed. As, like I say, more that Kane was, was left out there for as long as he was. But yeah, it was a chance to, to chuck Oliver Skip on there. You know, could have easily taken Eric Dyer off or... Or, or something like that, and and, and you're right. Why why bring Deli Ali on in in those circumstances as well? I think there's two ways to look at it. There's there's Pochettino, the coach, who is phenomenal. Um, so I think he's he's up there with the top top three coaches in the world. But Pochettino, the manager, still has still has room f- for improvement. I mean, is the the substitutions and how we manage his players might not always be the best. So Pochettino, coach. Amazing, Pochettino manager, room for improvement. I like the way you worded that, Ash. That's a really good way of putting it. And I, I see where you're coming from. Just on Skip, you know, talk about development of players. Uh, younger Spurs Davidson since Gareth Bale of 18 years old, four days against Man United in August 2007 to make his full Spurs debut. So a nice touch for him, nice moment. Poch seems to love to give these players their debut. Another one to join the long line of players that he has given a debut to in a Spurs shirt. Again, we've got loads more questions that have come in, guys, so thank you so much for those. Let's go back to the questions. Ian, I want to come back round to you. This is a question here from Craig Silver who says, should Juan Foyth be in our squad? Question mark. Surely being on loan at another Premier League club would benefit him more. Absolutely fantastic prospect, but in my opinion, not good enough to be in our squad. I mean, Ian, you would say at the moment, though, centre-back-wise, Vertonghen obviously was suspended. Um, we've lost Sanchez now for a, a period. Apparently, according to Michael Bridge, we had on the show Monday, it's looking good in terms of his comeback. But I don't think in a position, Ian, where we can let Fourth go on loan just yet, can we? No, not at all. Uh, you know, and you look at it, and every, he was everybody's, wasn't he everybody's man of the match at, at, at Palace away? I was most certainly brilliant that game. And yeah, and and, you, and, you, and I've I've seen him in, 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 in a few of the games, and I've just thought that there is some real potential there. But will you have more chance of learning with 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 the tongue and an older Verold in your side than, than than going somewhere else and and with with Pochettino having that link? It was interesting because I, I bumped into um, one fourth's dad at at um, the Palace game. Oh yeah, he was stood just bumped at, into me. Stood yeah, about yeah, you know as you do. As you um, do. Oh, you I... <laughs> but and, and you just think to yourself. You know, he has to be. You know, how, how, well, why should he go out on loan? We mm. we need we we need a squad of players. And you know, when it, you, I always remember when that, that season where you know old, old Kevin Vimmer weren't getting a game, and that was Palace, and he came on in, in after an after injury to what well, I think it was to Vertonghen, wasn't it? And 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 he came on, and he was and he was like he'd never been away. You know, he'd been part of the. the He's been part of the the, the 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 furniture, as it were, and you just think, you know, we, we need a squad of players. And one fourth is 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 it? Who would we have played if one fourth had been out on loan tomorrow night? Uh, well, last that night? is it, isn't it? That's a good point. Do you know what I mean? Um, who, do, who do we who do we pick on? And you know, obviously, you know, as, as Jason, I love, I love his, his phrase that where, where you know the manager picks the picks the players, and he, he knows the players better than we do. And he's obviously invested a lot of time, you know, in in, in the, the the development of of, of the player, um, and also I suppose being 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 out, uh, you know, Argentinian. It's just one of those things where, you know, there there is there is a sort of a, 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 a sort of like a, a bond that, that that they've built up between each other. So, 
I think I think I think we keep young young Foyth and you know and and and, and you know because who knows what might happen in January. The other problem about sending a player out on loan in an ideal world, yes, you know, Carl Walker Peters would be out on loan for me, but the. You know, where would you loan him to? Well, that's what I was going to say to Joseph. He's in the best place. He's under Pochettino. Exactly. Well, you, you want him to be, that's if it. you can Spot loan on. him, Spot he on. needs to be at a Premier League club. It's, mm. it's no good loaning him to Sheffield United in the Championship. It's no good loaning him to Villarreal in Spain. <laughs> you need him to learn Premier League football. And the sad fact of the matter is, which Premier League team really, at the start of the season, are going to say, I tell you what, I'm going to pick this 20-year-old centre-back who's never played a Premier League game in his mm. life and yeah. we'll build our defence around him for the season. It's just not going to happen, is it? it? You know, a Gary Cahill, you could get a Gary Cahill alone, I bet, in, in January because everyone knows what he is. But nobody's going to take a risk on a player like that in such a key position to take out on loan. So, that, and, you know, you also want to be loaned to a club that's going to play out from the back. So, send him out on loan, it's a fantastic idea, but realistically, what club would you loan him to? Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's not, about it, yeah, isn't it? it's not just that, though, I think, Jason. I mean, come around to you, Ash. I just also concern myself that I think Pochettino, as we know, that he doesn't allow players to go out on loan if he feels they're best to stick with him and learn from him. And it's not just him he's learning from, is it? You know, you mentioned there, Ash, you know, you know, Alderweireld, Vertonghen, Sanchez is with three top class at the backs in the Premier League, if not in Europe. And then you've got a manager like Pochettino. Surely he's at the best place possible for development, isn't he, Ash, to learn from day in, day out? Yeah, there's 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 no better set of defenders in the league than what we've got. So any, any, if he moved anywhere else, he wouldn't be learning from anyone as half half as good. And, mm. and po- Pochettino was a was a centre back himself, wasn't he? That's it. So Spot. He, he he probably sees a bit of himself in Foyth. You know, he's a co- combative Argentine Argentinian centre back. So he pro- he probably wants to you know nurture him through. That that's kind of the reason why I think we're seeing him play so much. I feel like he sees a bit of himself in him and what wants to give him the best chance he can. And just sticking on the defenders at the moment, Pochettino has come out again, and we know we're recording this podcast on a Thursday, so it'll be Friday for you guys listening. So he said on Thursday that he does fear Kieran Trippier has developed a persistent groin problem due to his exertions at the end of the World Cup. Now, it's not the first time he has talked about one of his players perhaps having to get used to playing in some pain. You know, we've seen Lamella also have that situation. The concern, again, with Trippier is that, you know, it's the guy that, He's only played 90 minutes, I say 90 minutes, less than that again now and has got injured. We don't know what the situation is with him. We might get an update in Friday's press conference. But just on defenders, this is going to stick with you, Ash, for a second. This is from Mandevoles at Mandevoles who says, Defensively, a lot of focus has been on mistakes of our centre-backs, but aren't our full-backs the real defensive weakness in the team? Question mark. We seem to get caught high and not transitioning back to defence, which forces our centre-backs wider than they need to be. Agree or not? I I would agree. I I don't think our our centre back, our our full back, sorry, used to be our strongest area three years ago, and now it's possibly the weakest area in our team, aside from central midfield. If you're being picky, but uh, yeah, I mean the the full backs aren't aren't amazing. So they and and they haven't neither of them at the moment have got the pace to get back. So if I remember when we had Rose and Walker, they they were sometimes out of position or making mistakes, but they had the pace to get themselves out of trouble and make a quick recovery, whereas the ones we currently have don't. And I guess as well, 
they're probably kind of used to playing that three at the back, so the full-backs don't have, have as much responsibility to get back and cover. Whereas now we're playing mainly with four at the back, the, def- the full-backs have to do more defensive work. And I'm not sure the players we've got are the best ones to do that. And Jace, come around to you. I mean, listen, we've seen Danny Rose also make his return in a Spurs shirt. At the moment, fullback-wise, Jace, is it a concern for you at the moment? Or are you quite happy with the options we've got there at the moment? Yeah, I think it's been a, a concern all season. Because, you know, I, I kind of went into the season thinking Trippier's better than Aria. Davis is fitter than Danny Rose. So that, they're our two. But you look at those and you think they're both realistically backup fullbacks. So, uh, you know, and Oreo's kind of jumped in front of Trippier at times this season. Everyone still will talk about got to get Danny Rose in the side. Uh, but, you know, when is he ever when is he ever fit enough to get, a, you know, everyone says he just needs a run in the side. But he's never fit enough to get a run in the side. And, it would, you know, by in two or three weeks time, he'll be out injured again. So it's definitely an area we've, we've got to, to have a real look at over the course of even in the January window or, or certainly next summer. Uh, people have talked about Ben, what's his name, uh, Chilwell at Leicester. You know, I don't know if he's good enough defensively, and but he might be better going forward. I like Wamba Saka at Palace. You know, both of those would would also solve the, the homegrown problems. But it's definitely an area we've we've got to look at and, and need some investment in. Ian, come around to you. Question from Brooks Jones eight, who says, with all the talk about our fullbacks, who are are our potential targets for January? Who do you reckon should be in? If you were, I don't know, Pochettino, and you're looking at players in January and you've been told by Daniel Levy look the money's there we can afford a couple of fullbacks or a couple of fullbacks we'll be lucky maybe one <laughs> who would you be looking at Ian at the moment again I, I, to be honest you know I'm going to answer this this honestly this question I I, I, I don't look at other players they, they, they don't they don't interest me and and, and you know I, I haven't seen any fullback really that, that has that has really sort of I've taken to like like we had with with Rose and, and Walker that mm, time. I thought yeah. they were the be- they were the best pairing and 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 you know I think you know we, we'll have to see how good old Chilwell is on on at the weekend, won't oh, we? That's a, that's so, a joy, joy, what a perfect way in and what a perfect segue into that Leicester game. Should we bring that into play because this is going to be a tough one? You know we've discussed about how it's you know four games in twelve days. Leicester coming up next, Saturday evening. Not much turnaround for the players. You're right, we probably will see Chilwell. What do you make of this game? It's going to be a tough one on paper because for them, they had obviously a horrendous tragedy. Well, a tragedy for the whole of the football family. But what it seems to have done, Ian, it does seem to have galvanised them. And, you know, they've come together as a team. And they're looking they're looking OK, Leicester, at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. Um, you know, they're going... You know, if, if we take that... that um... That 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 thing at uh, with, with the owner, you know that, that that I think that really does. If, if if you are a a a proper football fan, as as I'd like to think I am, it was a shock because it, you know he 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 did he did much more than just look after the football club. You know, my, my a friend of mine, his daughter was up there at uni and and she. She sort of like worked in the in the club shop, and they, 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 and you know they got her a ticket for the you know in the Spurs end when 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 Spurs played there a couple a year or two ago, and they they really looked the the whole the whole 
ethos of the the, the, the place had totally changed, and you know, and and that was a massive shock. And when it comes to the Leicester game, I don't know. We always seem we always seem to struggle against Leicester recently, and I don't know. I don't know whether it was a it was a hang up from the season where 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 we were you know for a, for a long time we were we were neck and neck with each other, mm. you know, you know in 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 that title race. Um, that, that that they went on and, and 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 won, you know. I just, but the, the the last few games I've seen, home and away, there was that bizarre game you know, at the end of last season at, at Wembley. Oh, it's crazy! That was like basketball, wasn't it? That game. Yeah. <laughs> if you think about and, the time. Yeah, yeah, and then, and and I just think that that you know there, there's a lot of players that 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 seem to seem to raise you know Leicester players that seem to raise their game against against Spurs and. You know, and I and I and I personally think it, it, it's going to be another tough game, and there's not going to be much in it. We're going to come back to Ian for your predictions shortly, but let me bring it back round to you, Joe. Because Ian says there it is a tough game. We got beat up there last year, as um, I'm sure you don't want me to remind you. I mean, again, Leicester, as mentioned, they've been galvanised by you know a really, really bad tragedy for the whole of football and Jace with your Asian links you'll know that this man unfortunately lost his life the, the chairman the, you know, the, well, the owner of the football club he, he's adored isn't he he's, he's adored there you know it, I'm sure you know that is what kind of brought this team now to have like a real siege mentality and that's what we're seeing from this Leicester side at the moment actually when I look at it I, I look at Leicester and I'm just looking through their, their Premier League form they've actually only won two of their last eight Premier League games Already Everton have gone there and won this season. West Ham went there and got a point. Burnley went there and got a point. That was before, Jess, wasn't um, it? I think that's be- that was before, obviously, the, un- the unfortunate events of what's gone on. I think since then, well, they've well, been no, fairly clever, Because I think their first game back there was was a nil-nil game with Burnley. Since then, they've had a nil-nil with Burnley, a 1-1 with Brighton. They drew nil-nil at home to Southampton in a Carabao. Then they, they only drew at Fulham last night, didn't they? So they've actually only won one game since since that. Uh, and maybe there's a little bit of mental thing. I think that Leicester, I, think, I get the impression Leicester are a big difference when Jamie Vardy's fit and firing. You know, he's, he's probably the, the player, particularly at home, that, that really lifts the crowd. You know, there is no Riyad Mahrez now. Madison's come in and made a, a big difference. But you kind of feel that they're really dependent on, on Vardy with that, you know, the effort. And, the, and he's got that fantastic record, hasn't he, scoring against the, the bigger clubs. And I think they're just a... A very different side with him in it. I noticed he didn't play at Fulham last night, was was out injured. So, fingers crossed, he's, he's not available Saturday. And I think it becomes a, a different game. But Leicester, Leicester kind of don't have a, a natural derby, do they, in the Premier League? There's no West Brom up there now. There's So, I think that Tottenham is, is perhaps because of all those the songs <laughs> of four years ago, we're coming for you. Well, they hate Kane as well, don't they? Let's not forget. And, yeah, the fact we never went there, we didn't come for them and, and collapsed there, I think. You know, they've mocked it. They, they can't wait to sing their, you know, Champions of England. You've never sung that type of thing. Or we've won more than you, and which always baffles me because I think we've won 18 trophies to their, what, three? <laughs> so I don't quite know how it's Jamie Vardy has won more than you. But, um, you know, they, they do kind of look at it as perhaps as their grudge game. But uh, I think, it's, 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 like I say, if Vardy doesn't play, I think it's a game that we go and win. And if Vardy does play, Chase? If Vardy plays, I think it's a game we can win, but we have to be a lot more... You know, on our t- last year they got off to that fantastic start, didn't yeah, they? Vardy scored a, a fantastic goal or a lucky goal, whichever way you wanted to look at it. But he gave us all sorts of problems in that that game last year. So he's the one that can run in and behind the defence and, and prey on the defensive mistakes. If he doesn't play, 
you, you kind of think they, they'll struggle to score goals. Yeah, and come around to you, Ash, they're ninth in the Premier League. They've won six, drawn four and lost five. What kind of team are you expecting from Spurs? Because bearing in mind, I said, you know, it's been a gruelling fixture list in terms of the turnaround here. What changes, Ash, are you envisaging up at Leicester on Saturday evening? I'm expecting full-strength team. I, I'm expecting, obviously, Hugo and goal. I reckon Aurier will probably play right back. Davis probably play left back. It, it rotated the full back through mm. Christmas. Now. Yep. He's always done that, even when we had Walker and Rose. Um, midfield, he'd probably play, he'd probably play Winks and Sissoko. Um, and then Ericsson, Kane, Ali and Son. I reckon that's our, that's our best front four at the moment. Most informed front four. He rested... Ali this week, he rested Ericsson the week before, so yeah, I, I, I think that if you have a strong team out, and you know what he's like about the Carabao Cup, you don't really care about that. So don't, the... Ash, we're, listen, we're not going there yet, I mean, we can't, I, oh, if that game there, don't get me started, there's, there's no way he's going to put out a, a, a weakened team for that, I hope not anyway, but do you think the team for the Leicester game, Ash, do you think it'll be enough to get the result? Yeah, definitely, um, it's... I'm actually going to go to that game, so I'm 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 really looking forward to it because normally when I'm with with the away fans, it's a bit better atmosphere than the home games at Wembley recently. Mm. So it sh- it should be a good game. I I don't expect it to be easy, but we're a better team than Leicester, so if we turn up, um, we should have enough to beat them. Lovely, Ash. Can we get a prediction from you? Two-one Tottenham. Two-one Tottenham. Okay, there you go. And we'll come back around at Ian now, Ian. Can you give us a prediction for this one, and what do you expect Spurs to line up with? Um, I, I, I'll go with exactly the lineup that, that Ash has said um, earlier on. Um, probably did we discuss centre backs? Did Vertonghen only get a one match? Yep. So Vertonghen is available for this. Well, he should be available for this one. Yeah, I, I, I'd put I'd put I'd, I'd have Vertonghen and Alderweireld back in 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 the middle. Um, and I'm I'm going to say two nil. Two nil. I think we can keep. I think we can keep a clean sheet as long as as as, as long as old um, Steptoe's love child doesn't play. <laughs> uh, James, come around to you. Uh, let's get your thoughts in in terms of team selection and a prediction, please, for this one. Well, I think it, it wouldn't surprise me if he goes with Yan and Foyth. I think I'd go with Toby and Yan, but I think I think he'll look at Barcelona and think. Now, Foyth can't play against Barcelona. That's so a good, yeah, good thinking. I understand I what you're saying for that. that. Yep. It wouldn't actually surprise me if he leaves Ericsson out and plays starts with Ali so that Ericsson gets a, a, a breast before that, that Barcelona game. And, and he probably thinks I can't play Winks in both of those. So it, it's whichever one he wants to play Winks in that he'll, he'll start with Winks or not. So it's, it's difficult to know. I, I think he'll, he'll have one big eye on Barcelona and... And that's my only worry about. I think if it was a Premier League game, we didn't have Barcelona after it. I'd be confident to go in there. I just hope he doesn't. He, I hope he has enough concentration on Leicester, where where we take that game and we're well up for it on Saturday night, rather than than players in in daydreams land because they're all thinking about going to Barcelona. And I think that's the biggest danger on the result is that there's too much focus on the Barcelona game, and that that distracts us from getting the result Saturday. But you're confident, Jason, we will get the results, Saturday? Or do you worry that Barcelona game we may play I'm a bit of... I'm confident if we're fully focused, we'll get the result. But we're going to... And, and like I say, particularly if Vardy plays, we have to be fully focused. And if we're not, then we could get a, a punch on the nose, that's for sure. 
Prediction then, Jace, after all that? I'll go I'll go two one Tottenham. Two one Tottenham. I'm gonna join you. I think it'll also be two one. Jace, sticking with you as you know, um it's time to announce the winner of the Spur shirt competition and the lucky person to have won that book, which Jace, I understand you're already in touch to make sure that book is personally signed by Steve Perriman, aren't you? Yeah, the lucky recipient of that will be Michael Luckhurst, who we, we drew out earlier. And that, that book's winging its way down to Stevie Perryman, as I say. I think he's going to sign that tomorrow. And we'll, we'll get that in the post to Michael. And it should be a, a nice Christmas Christmas present for him, that's for sure. And, Jase, you've already got a copy of the book. Just one final plug on it. I mean, it, it was an incredible book. I mean, we've had the lucky... Well, I mean, I'd be lucky to see it. You've got it now in front of you. Again, great Christmas book. Uh, I've got it in front of me, but it's supposed to be being wrapped up for me for Christmas Day. But I think I'm, I'm, on, I'm on page 152 out of the 300 already. So, uh, no, it's, it's it's definitely a book that's worth getting. I, I know from the publishing business I do and speaking to the publisher, sales have been have been even better than they anticipated. So uh, get in quickly because uh, I think the publisher's already looking at doing a reprint, which means they're selling copies really quickly. Fantastic. Jace, thank you ever so much again. Coming on tonight, no problem, mate. always a pleasure. No problem. See you Thank next you. week. No problem at all. Ian, great to have you returning. Always a pleasure. We'll have you back on over what's going to be a massive Christmas period. Yeah, look, look forward to it, mate. And uh, it's nice to see the, the pod going from strength to strength. Well done, mate. Oh, you're very kind. Well, listen, Ian, I think these games are going to kill me. Third one in a week. The voice is back, thank God. It's been, honestly, I think I'm, it's like the players at the moment. It's just week after week, game after game. We're loving it, I think. Just about. Ash, thank you also so much for coming back on tonight. Always a pleasure. And Ash, you'll be back on before the end of the season. We know you will be. Yep, thank you very much, mate. It's been a pleasure. Oh, you're very kind. Ash, enjoy Leicester away. I think, Ash, it's going to be. So you're going up there early Saturday? What's the plan? Yeah, um, well, my, my sister's actually at Nottingham Uni, so I'm going up there and then probably get, get on the beers and uh, support the boys in Leicester. There you go. And bring home the three points, please, Ash. No pressure. Yes. I'll see you there, Ash. I'll see you there. All right, I'll see you there. There you go. We've got a travelling contingent of the last word on Spurs going down there. Make sure you bring back the three points, lads. Will do. Nice one, fantastic. Well, guys, listen, enjoy the show. As I said, third one of the week. We've managed to get there. Hope you've enjoyed them all. Enjoy this one too. Have a wonderful weekend. We're going to hopefully be back discussing Spurs, getting three points up at Leicester. And as always, come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.